This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, okay, so I guess uh, everybody, first of all, it's, um, it's especially, um, it, it's very meaningful for us to have the alumni, to see the alumni, and we'd like to find more occasions to get everybody uh, to come around. Um, part of our focus, I guess, is more on understanding yeshiva as a long-term chinuch um, for life, and seeing where everybody's come to and gone to, and what everybody's made of themselves and accomplished, is very meaningful. It's a big chizik, and it's um, and it helps us understand where to focus people and where to direct people. So um, I, I would look forward to finding other occasions. I know it's very it's not easy. Um, I guess part of our chinuch is family and responsibility to family. So demanding people to or asking people to come and leave family is not easy. We've tried to find different uh, opportunities to get the whole family together, but it's not easy. A lot of issues with it. Um, if to make marmakoimis for adults takes a few weeks, to make marmakoimis and cut out games for kids plus uh, <laughs> activities for women is is, is uh, probably an undoable uh, 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 um, goal. That's Rabbi Lebel's drama. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Good. So I want to speak a little bit about Shana and I guess with with an eye at at who we are, where we are, in the sense of people who had been in yeshiva and gone from yeshiva. And um, so I'd like to look at a particular angle of Rosh Hashanah get to that. Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is called the Torah Yom That's what it is. So it's a day of remembrance. It doesn't say so much a, a day of Yom Adin. The Zikaron is translated as, as uh, Yom Adin. Shonen speak a lot about it. But it's called Yom Zikaron. And Vinizkaratem for Zikaron for Toiv and so on. The Mitzvah Hayoyim is Shoifa. So, so we need to sort of get a sense of the Mitzvah Hayoyim being Shayach to the Yom Zikaron. This current is the is the sort of the zman, it's an, and which is also so, something which is kind of strange. If we rank it with geula and simcha and yira and so on, the current just sort of stands out neither here nor there. What is so? What is the current? We we talking about different facets of a year. Zman simcha makes sense. Zman geula makes sense. Zman matan Torah makes sense. Yom is a current. If it's not exactly if it's if we if it's called the Torah yom adin, that would be described. So okay, but yom is current is something that um, is, uh, is, is harder to define as part of a big whole of, of, of important facets of, of a year. And, and Shaifa Shaykh specific to that. So I, I'd like to sort of a few minutes discuss an idea. Refutner speaks about it. In his ways, it's the, the, the ideas are, are coming off it to some degree, but I'm just putting it in a little bit of a different framework. You find the music of Shaifa, that Zayah Kaddish says that when you blow Shaifa, many other Shaifas are his ear to it, with it. Now, the Shaifa we blow, the, the, the Indian of it doesn't end with the Shaifa itself. Or it, it's the, the Indian of the Shaifa is the his ears are the Shaifas. Specifically, you have the Shaifa of Matan Teira, <coughs> and you have the Shaifa of Triasa Mesim. 
the Lassid Lovay, the Yoimar Godel, and that's Tchias HaMesim. And um, that's mentioned when we speak in Shafris, when we have in Shafris in the Davning, we speak specifically about, we start with Matan Torah, that's the context. And then there's Bayoimar, who you talk about Shafir Godel, which is the entire Tikkun Oilam from all beginners. So, again, it seems to us like the two in Yonim, the, the Shafir of um, Matan Torah. Does it have anything particular to do with Matan Torah? Yes, there were shayfas there. But if, but if, if you're learning in the parasha, that it's it's sort of part of the backdrop of Matan Torah. You needed fireworks. You had koilas and brokim and a kol shayfa gadol. It doesn't seem as if the shayfa has in itself anything of specific significance Matan Torah. It's it's an important kli and it and it's uh, and it's sort of uh, a kli that you mamlik something with. It's a kli that you announce something with. But to say that shayfa has a yichud, and, and yet we start the parasha of Shafris, the past Shafris, we start with the, with Matan Torah, Shafris Matan Torah. Um, also doesn't seem to be us, I mean, it, Shafer, okay, I mean, that's why Akash Baruch chose to do with Shafer, Shafer, Kodgoli, Taka, and so on. Asifas, um, the, the Nidochim maybe has, a, has more of a Shafer with it, but the Trias HaMesim, the Yerma Godel with Shafer, it, it, it also seems us Mikradik. It's kind of, it could have been otherwise, but Lav Dafka. So Revutna has an Arichus here and other places. His the, his point is there are um, there are things that exist in the Bria as they are, and this is what they are, and um, and uh, we have them completely begoli and and so on, and we have things that disappear and they become bottle and kosh and tichle and they're gone also. There is something that is called gonus. There's something that we've gotten out of touch with it. It sort of has disappeared, but it's not destroyed. In the Mishkan, the let's base amikdash. I'm sorry, was charif. The oran was nignas, which means that. It's, it, it means two things. First of all, it is totally inaccessible to us. For us, there's no difference whatsoever between the Beis HaMikdash and the Aaron. They're both not there, period. The difference is the, the, when something is Begniza, so A, it still exists, so there's some sort of very, very subtle hashpa. That's one possibility. The second possibility, the second issue is or the second mile is that anything that still exists is open to being reconstituted. Um, things, if something is gone, then we don't recreate it, we create it. If I say item A was totally destroyed, I can't use the word to rebuild an item A. I didn't rebuild it. I built something. It might look like it. It, it, it might be made of the same material. But it, it's not. It's uh, it's not rebuilt in a real sense of the word. It's it's it is it's it's a new building. So those items in the bria that are gone forever can never come back. We can we can for instance we can build a new base amigdash. We can build a Baishlishi. And actually Baishlishi is, is gonna look different the, the across than the other uh, uh, about him. 
um, Bayes Shani was a different Bayes than Bayes Vishen. It served the same purpose. It allowed for Shosh Hashchina to some degree and so on. But it was a new, it was a new binyan. Things that are gonos um, can come back to um, can come back to where to, to, to be once again, and, and that's and and. And there's, there's the things that are the most panemistic things in the Brias have in themselves a koyach of gniza, which means they've been withdrawn and they're withheld, but they still are. Two, two <coughs> items, um, two items stand out as having that koyach of of uh, of gniza. and one is Adam. Adam. Is something since the, the since the tzur of Adam is v'chay lo'ilam, a person is, is should have been chay forever, um, and the neshama is a chelak lekai. So on the on the neshama itself, there's no such thing as disappearing, disintegrating. Um, the guf disintegrates, disappears, but there's some luz because the guf was mechubat the neshama. Something remains permanent. And Tchiyas HaMesim is not just another Schar Toifak Hashproch, another Maila, another Inyan. Tchiyas HaMesim is Be'etzim Agilui Amot Surah Sarimis. And that's why Tchiyas HaMesim is such an important Emuna. It's aside from Schar Vayinish, Tchiyas HaMesim is Kavayat's own Emuna, because it goes to the very heart of what the Bria is. Taira. Because this Torah is not going to be Mukhlefis, and there won't be a new Torah from Kaddish Baruch Hu. So, Torah is something which, even though the Aaron is, is, is Nignas, but it can't be destroyed. And Ben if, if you think about it, in Halacha, this Tashmishe Mitzvah and Tashmishe Kedusha, Tashmishe Mitzvah are Mitzvahs. And you can get rid of any way you want, except Derek Bisoyan. Tashmishi Kedusha um, are items that contain Divitaira in it, whether it's Tfilin, Mezuzah, or Sefatira. Those are the Tashmishi Kedusha. Um, and those things have to be Nignas, they have Kvura. And Odamas din kvura. Those items have a din kvura on it. So the 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 kvura is miyuchet for things that they can never become bottle really. Um, they just become nignas. So so the chelik of the bria that contains Odom or Taira are torn gniza and kvura because they beetzim don't become bottle and they can come bottle but foil but not beetzim. The um, in, in the halacha lemarshal of Shivi Luchos and Talmud Chacham Sheshachar Talmudai are the same. They, that's where you learn one for the other. That that even if a person loses learning, befall, but still the the, the 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 something within him has that chelik of the person, uh, that chelik of the Torah. And we say it's inaccessible. It's it's like it's like the certain times. Sometimes you damage like a hard drive in a way that the information is there, but you just can't access it, which is usually the most upsetting. It's one thing if the whole thing is destroyed. So you say okay, but if it's there but you can't access it, it's it's a terrible. You know, I'm a snafish. Um, I, I know, unfortunately, somebody who somebody I know a little bit. The person was an extraordinary Talmud Chacham, tremendous Tzanua, but I mean, a, a, an off the chart Talmud Chacham, a person who knew Kolatari Kola backwards and forwards, 
his memory is extraordinary, and he worked on many things that have come out. He, he's, he was a big tsunu and would not allow his name to be published or anything. But many of the very, the Taras Karnam came out. He, he was the one who did all the Gersos and everything. Phenomenal. And about five years ago, the person, the young person, my, my age, maybe a year or two younger, he had some sort of stroke. And I don't know him. I haven't had a child since he lives, lives in Seoul somewhere. And um, the person described me, Sai, says, he, he knows that he knows, but he can't remember anything. In other words, he, he has the feeling that this is familiar material, but he can't recall it. That, that's an atzar that's that's in in the shaya. The the, um, the the person the Torah itself has a way in which it becomes absorbed in a person, and even if you can't recollect it, it's still there. It's still pile. The, the 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 there is a type of tshuva, I guess. Where we tell a person, listen, you're doing wrong, and you're supposed to do right, and Akadish Baruch who um, is waiting for you to do good, and yes, you've done bad things, change your habits, and so on and so forth, and uh, you know, and come to Akadish Baruch Hu, and that's that's uh, the pashas of tshuva. There's another item of tshuva, where so for us. What we call today about tshuva, we think is somebody who never was exposed to from kite, never exposed to Yiddish kite. Somebody explains to him, teaches him, and and uh, and the person now does good. Person was 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 lax or something or other, and now he decided to do well. But the truth is, tshuva in general and specifically in in Miyuchot Rosh Hashanah and so on, is people have in themselves when you talk to somebody and you are a person to tshuva. A lot of times, yes, it's you know you think it's the effectivity of your speaking, of the divrei musar, of the, it's it's varm shaltam and so on. But a lot of times, the person has in himself some neshama. Um, he's a chelak kaimimal, and you touched on something that was deep inside him, and you evoked it. It's like an old memory where you prod a person and you keep. T- telling him things, and all of a sudden his memory comes back to him. Um, and that's the real mahalach of what Surah Sodom is. Surah Sodom has himself the gnesis of HaKadosh Baruch of Ayyipah and down deep there's a, there's a chilek there that, that, that the hears it and understands it, and, and it's waiting to be misayur and to come out. So, so the oymik of, 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 of the Brias Tikkun is zikaren, it's reawakening something that was latent in a person and is very deep down. And Shafer is the cleaferit, the, um, w- 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 the, the one of the, I guess, parallels of it is when a person is sleeping, it's so sight, which is the primary, uh, which is the primary tool for for, for normal. Uh, um, activity is not functioning, but if you yell, if you scream, you 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 some chios. So, so a person's chios was was down, so to speak. It was it was um, not fully conscious, not fully awake. And with coil, you moir the person, and the person awakens. So all those mishalem of uri yeshenim mishinaschem, it's 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 not just a metaphor that you know you're not doing what's right. We're trying to get down to a strata that is alive, that the chiyus is there, that the person is there, 
And so sometimes you see if a, a person who's, who has the koyach to murder somebody else, he doesn't even answer the tiniest. So the person is telling him this, this, and the other thing. He, he's not focusing on that. He's trying to awaken the panemius that can occur in the person himself. And when he does that, the person himself realizes it, it, it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be a duel on the chitonis to get tiniest. It's a way to murder the panemius. So, so Rosh Hashanah, since it's the beginning of the Bria, we awaken again the Nakuda of, of Sherish that's there in every Nivra. And that's why it's called Yamazi Karin. And Shaifa is the tool for awakening a Nakuda that's gone is there and and is waiting to come out. I'd like to become more specific a little bit and go from the broader picture. One one of I think one of the crises or challenges of our day is when I was growing up um, nobody sat and learned. Um, I, I mean, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, when I was growing up in Lakewood, there were maybe about 100 people. Um, you know, when I, when I went to the mirror, I think Lakewood had 300, the mayor had 300, those were the big numbers in yeshivas. Um, and the, anyone who, who um, who's went to learn in yeshivas, but I call state yeshivas, stayed very much kosher. You know, that was the cadre of people that would become a visitor and so on. Uh, there weren't that many people that 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 went to other world and so on. And that was the that was the focus of it. Um, today, the majority of people that learn in yeshivas um, are are moving to the the oilum of Misa. To, to being to, to doing things in different areas, and Baruch Hashem, most everybody goes to yeshiva today. It's to, to, to some amount of years, and then they move on. And the question is, um, what's the relationship between those two phases of life? And it's really a question that that I think is a challenge of our door. You certainly. You know, for many people, the, the, the glaring distinction between the two lives is almost as if, um, I guess, I'm no longer yeshiva man, um, and therefore, so uh, I mean, so what? What am I supposed to take from it? Um, it's it certainly it, being a yeshiva man is not training for being a balabas. It's it just it's a kufa life when a person is very very steep in learning, steep in yerushalayim, doing things the way it's supposed to be done, living a life you know alatzari esetayv. So what's the relationship of that to, to later on? And, and I'd like I, I think it's a time to misbeinen on it. A person needs to understand the kayak that gnuza is having a person. Things that became part of you, even if they no longer are are uh, outside, even if they don't seem to function outside, they're there. I, I, my my, I grew, where I grew up, Lower East Side, there was a Siddish Rebbe um, from the Sanza Geza. Very, very big tzaddik, funny yid. He had a brother in Israel who was a real heverman. He was from, but he was a real wicked person, Matsliak, and so on. Uh, um, and he would come visit his brother. And in those years, to be able to come to America every other year was meant that you were well to do, whatever it is. The person was a, was a Muslim person. He, he was some sort of high ranking government official. And whenever he'd come, he was my father, and he would always sort of make it clear that he's of a different cut. And, you know, he, I mean, he, he sort of wore similar, you know, he was kind of, he was always called a Hamish, but he was kind of, he, he always seemed to point the modern part. And he always spoke about his job. I, I don't remember what he did, but it was important, whatever it does. One day, 
my father, he came, my father asked him how's going, whatever he said, he quit his job, he's finished with it, over. And like kind of very resolute, my father asked him what happened, like he wasn't old enough to retire really. So he said, I was sitting and smoking in the office, and he said there was a lady in pants, the next cubicle, whatever, so she came over, and, you know, they, they you know, I, I, today people don't smoke, you know, they, they lit, you know, they, they lit, you know, cigarette to cigarette. And he said, and a thought flashed through his mind, the Hele Gezede, the Divre Chaim, the Sansa, Chaim Sansa, what's Reb Chaim Sansa's anical doing? And, and he said he couldn't get rid of that thought, and he left it. And I was thinking, he was a person who had built up decades of sort of, of a certain persona. And down deep, there was still a San Zainical who had a picture of Chaim Sanz that had been drilled into him as a child. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't there for a few decades, but something triggered it, and, and it came out again. It was, it, to me, it was an incredible picture of what, um, of, of what a, a, um, a gnosis in a person is. Um, it, it, understanding, first thing is understanding that, yes, there are changes that a person makes when, he, when he's out in the world, whether it's Lavush or, or other things, but understand the, it being precious. The fact that the iron was Nignas, one part of it is we don't have the iron, and that's a Tsar. The other one is that it's deep inside. The, the fact of being aware of that is already the beginning of, of a good process. A person says, this is me. Whether I've become very good at sales, I've become very good at my profession, so on. But but within me, there is a yeshiva man, with the sensitivities, with the understanding, with the sheifas. Two, there is manim. This man of Rosh Hashanah, of, of Tkia Shafas, is man to be ma'or That's what it's there for. It's, it's not that we become a different person, it's that we awaken. And somebody who was Zechat to be in Yeshiva and feel what it's like to, to, um, to, to, to be part and parcel of something. I saw someone else also, there was somebody, a tremendous Ilui, who came out of the war. And he lived in yeshivas, and then he went off to JTS and became a very, very famous personality, um, an intellectual on their, on their sort of mahalach, and with, in ways that sort of cut him off from the yeshiva world. The front world, you know, I think he was shaming mitzvahs all his life, but, but his, his learning and his surah and his approach to, to Gemara was, uh, put him in a very different world. He retired a few years ago, and he moved to Israel to a very Haredi community and put on the lavush, and um, and sort of became part of a, and they interviewed him. And someone asked him, "My high." So he said in his life, he said, "At some time in life, you have to decide whether you, whether you want to be with the people that learn like you or the people that don't like you." I've decided I want to be with people that don't like me. In other words, something was earlier in the person that this is me, this is my mitzvahs, and and understanding that every year, awakening that nakuda. Of, of, you know, Zachat lo chesed nurayach, awakening the kudah of what a person was, or what's in a person, um, is very important. And, and whether we can befail, be the, the who we were, we can't. In our mitzvahs, in a certain, in a certain place, we, we have our, our boundaries and how we can express ourselves. But it's, it's something that you need to be aware and grateful that it's in you, and you need to awaken it mipam lepam. The sight of the ultimate ticket of the Bria is not 
that will become new people, but will become the people that we are, that we were, that we are. And that's the school of Rosh Hashanah, and it's a, it's, a, it's an especially significant day for people who were zeicher to be in yeshiva, to have had um, to have had tkuf in their lives when they were immersed in, in many ways in the learning and the in the in, in, in the understanding of, of, of life through the lens of Yerushalayim and, and so on, and uh, moved to to the outside world to understand that that so the 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 current and the zikaron be through tkiyah is especially significance. And um, we should be zeichah that we should be able to retain all those nekudas that we had and to be aware of everything that we have in us and that we should be zeichah to the koyal sefer godl that, that reawakens in us and, and re-gives us our, our real selves. Good job. See you in the next time. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the time.